All right, it's Wednesday, which means it's time for everyone's favorite doubleheader. It is Best Ball Breakfast, first draft as we chase $3 million with the BBM3 champ, Pat Corain, and then Rotoviz's Sean Siegel will swing by, and we will continue to draft teams that boggle the mind, that bring out all of the commenters. That's what we've been doing here on Wednesdays. Let's get it. Oh, another Influencer 101 for the Backward Hats, bro. Rick! Zach Ertz with no Tyler Algier bringback? Yikes! You reached a round for correlation? That's a no-no! You ADP bros disgust me. How about you just live a little? Handcuffing might actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. The Wi-Fi at this resort is a disaster? These fucking streamers don't have player takes. What if a piss boy draft is the room you need? Oh! Alright, uh, Graphic is was hypothesizing that, um... Well, I guess this would have been about, tw- uh, no, this was about 40 minutes ago, 9.18 a.m. Was your alarm, had it gone off at 9.18? It hadn't. It hadn't. <laughs> I pushed back the alarm because, all right, here's the thing. So I haven't put the AC in this room yet, which is just, you know, it should have oh. been in two weeks ago. It's all hot yeah. and sticky. Well, I feel bad having Murphy. He usually sleeps in here. He doesn't sleep in the bedroom with us. And so uh, the last couple nights... Cause it's so hot. I'm like, let's, we, we brought him in the bedroom, but he's not a very, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't have like good bedroom behavior. You know, he jumps <laughs> on the bed. He like runs around. He, he finds his toys. Like he doesn't chill. He's not chill. So we still have his pen. We brought his pen in the bedroom and it's like the same setup that he has out here. He's in a pen. He's got his food. He's got his water. Like he's super well behaved out here. I thought the same thing would happen. Instead what happens is around six in the morning, he just starts crying and he wants us to like come hang out with him. I let I finally just like gave in, let him up, jumps on the bed, jumps like on Brittany, and then like is like all like getting up, running around, jumps back down, is like wandering around. I'm like, dude, this is no. So I Come took on. him out, I took him outside. He did pee, but he had peed like right before I went to bed. So I don't think he even needed to, but then uh, you know, I, I just like Finally, I just left him out here loose, uh, which actually worked out okay. But then, you know, the alarm got pushed back a little bit after that after that ordeal. So, hey, trust me, I've been my go to move is I've been handling the early shift when April gets up, and that can be like five fifteen, six, or whatever. And then I cover until Lauren's up, and then I go and take like a quick like hour nap, like after, and just know like I'm okay getting up super early if I just yeah. know I can get at least an hour after. That's psychologically better for me. Yeah, I think that's exactly the position I would be in because I, I can fall back asleep pretty well. Like I sleep, mm-hmm. I I can get into sleep pretty consistently well. The, the key for me is when I do do the early shifts is no phone. Cause like if I do anything screen oh. or stimulus, then I'm like, all right, I'm wired for the day. So I stay in this like semi drowsy state for like an hour and a half, no coffee. And then, and then we go back to bed. Um, all right, Pat, we do have to have a little state of the union, a production state of the union. I'm not sure if you caught any of Monday's best ball breakfast, as you know, um, we play a song during the second draft of Best Ball Breakfast. It's Feed the Ducks. The people demand yes. it. Sometimes I forget to play it. I don't know if I told you, Pat, but I've been doing the draft with you. And then because Sean is the second draft, I, I feed the ducks with Sean. Right. I mentioned that, you know, maybe some people over at Rotoviz in big production, maybe a fine yeah, Irishman. Colin Kelly was, uh, was hated yeah. Feed the Ducks and, you was, know, and was raging and again, against it. He was, and I, I don't want, he was very <laughs> gentle how he put it, so I don't want to throw a column under the bus, but I basically made the hard decision, all right, no more ducks during Sean's draft, that audio is going on the road of his podcast feed, and immediately the chat started brainstorming ideas, and I think I kind of floated this as well. What could they possibly have come up with? They would like to bring feeding the ducks from draft number two to draft number one on Wednesdays only. But because you are my guest, I just need to know if you're okay with this proposal from Best Ball Breakfast Nation. Well, you're catching me at an interesting time, Pete, because uh, on the latest Dynasty Rankings pod that I did with Jacob and Davis Maddock, I did not know what click was. And so I've currently lost my man of the people status because I didn't know about this Canadian meat derivative. Uh, so I need, yeah, well, well, guess what? You're no longer a man of the people either. Oh, wow. So we as both need to get back 
our man of the people cards. Uh, let's play feed the ducks. All right, you demanded it. Henceforth, the ducks will be fed during the first draft with Pat Corain. I hope you guys are all satisfied. You know, I did like the continuity of like you do the first draft and then the second one is when I generally need to really mellow out because I'm so pissed off. So we are flipping the script a little bit here, but Pat, I think I think it works. I think it works. Um, let's see here. Uh, we are hopping into a draft. Uh, I alerted people in the correct channel this time. It is now filled and Pat, we got what has become a very familiar position for me, the 110 uh, today here. <laughs> people people also outing themselves in the chat as not knowing what click is. Uh, they are not man of the people. Someone said the clitoris. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I can't right now. Uh, we This is a friends and family draft. We got Trev. Uh, I see Connor. Ooh, even our guy Gormanji from the ship chasing Ooh. streets there at seven. JGFC, who's never not been in a draft with me, and Mr. D's, Mr. D's in the house. So we will battle here. What are, what are you at, Pat? As I throw up my banner here for my 70th draft, what are you at in Best Ball Mania? Uh, I think I'm at like 45. Let's see. I'm at 45. There you go. Are you happy with that pace? I am. Yeah. So I figured I was kind of just like thinking if I get 50 done by the end of June, then that leaves me like 50 for July and like 50 for the August and late period. And I don't know. I've been sort of nervous about um, uh, how, like when this thing fills, like, are we going to get September BBMs? I don't know. Yeah. My, my guess is they, in their ideal world, they would like to pace it to fill right around Labor Day weekend, would just be my guess. Right, so you have, right. what, like four days cushion before the before the right. games kick off on Thursday. That's what I think they're going to aim for. And I do think that they can continue to control that based on the other tournaments uh, they release. So that's, that's the assumption I'm working on. If for some reason it gets out of hand and it's like going to be mid-August or something... The early part of August is going to be rough for me as I'm banging out like six drafts a stream. <laughs> yeah, got it. Um, all right, we're about to pick here at 110. Best available per ADP. Austin Eckler, Bijan Robinson, CeeDee Lamb, Adams, Amon Ra. What do you want to do in what I assume is going to be a fairly wide receiver heavy room? Let's grab one of these wide receivers. Who do you like? Uh, I don't know. I mean, let's see. Do you have any, any real lean? I mean, I... I, I kind of still prefer Adams of this group, but mm -hmm. um, I'll take CD if you want. Um, let's take CD. I don't think we've taken him. Yeah, let's just do it just in case. Sometimes you'll get a high T turn, maybe someone grabbing uh, two running backs. Maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah, JGFC is always willing to do some weird stuff in here taking Waddle. Speaking of the Waddle, with the Tyreek Hill stuff, which I'm still skeptical anything's going to happen from like an actual punishment or suspension standpoint, are you manually nudging Waddle up a tick? I, I nudged him up one spot. Okay. One spot. I put him ahead of Amon yeah. Ra. Gotcha. That was the only thing I, I did. I think that makes I think that makes sense. And, and the thing, too, with Waddle, I mean, Waddle's a fun pick, right, in that we know he can crush alongside Tyreek Hill. And, I mean, what kind of target share upside does he have in games that Tyreek Hill's yeah. not playing? I mean, it's Omega. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. I mean, I... The timing of this is so yeah, Devontae, baby. Yeah. That was awesome. that was the play there. Cause I don't think Lamb makes it back. Adams does. He does he definitely doesn't. So that was awesome. Go ahead. Um if he were to get suspended, the timing of this is so difficult. Cause it's like normally you would say, Well, Waddle probably doesn't have that much more upside in terms of like the week seventeen stuff. So how mm -hmm. much do we want to factor it in? Because it's gonna be back to the same situation for the playoffs uh, because the suspensions usually come at the beginning of the season but because this is happening so late it could be that there's no suspension this year but then a suspension next year um but i also wonder if that also maybe increases the chances of a of a suspension like later in the season if there's like a ongoing case or would they would he be able to just push it to next year so that's yeah, very I mean, murky based and on we don't know if there's going to be any kind of suspension in the first place 
Right. It, we don't. It is just, uh, and again, it, do, do we know, is this thing on film? Do we have it? Because I feel like I that's always that. the impetus to an actual suspension is whether it's captured on film or not. Speaking yeah, of not which, sure. do you have any, Some I was doing the... Uh, I have I have bumped Tyree Kill down though to, you have, yeah. to fifth. He's still, because yeah. to me that that's a tier. It's it's like Jefferson's in his own tier, Chase's is in his own tier in the sense that like I never do anything else outside of one or two. I take Jefferson if I'm at one and I yeah. take Chase if I'm at two. That's easy. But at three through five, I'm always sort of like, what should I do here? Um, and so I've I've moved Hill to to fifth of that group because I feel I figure it's still within the same tier. And you know, <laughs> what a better tiebreaker within a tier than this guy has uh, you know an incident that just occurred. Yeah, and I've been taking Cooper Cup over Tyree Kill all draft season. I just checked my exposures. I'm at like 12.6% Cup and 6% Tyreek. And so I actually think if we do get some Tyreek Hill sliding, but he still like never slides. I mean, people don't want to take like A.J. Brown and Diggs ahead of him, even with whatever uncertainty there is. They don't. Yeah, it feels like this year we kind of have like a... I like... So I've been fine with A.J. Brown where he's going. Yeah. Um, but I know, like, Sean's not that into this price. Ben's not into this price. Like, so you already have that. And then if he were to be, like, the fifth pick, I'd start to be like, I don't know. This this actually feels rich for me. So um, as someone who doesn't mind that, like, that price right now, I'd still say it feels like a little bit of a weak tier behind the top five. Yeah. Right? Because even Kelsey... Kelsey going in the middle of the first round when you can get Kyle Pitts in the seventh sometimes or Dallas Goddard in the seventh or Darren Waller sometimes at the seven, eight turn, which I just did last night in the BBM. Um, it's like, man, that's a big opportunity cost uh, when the rest of the tight end market is, is like super cheap. Yeah. And it's funny because Sean, I think it was one of the first episodes he did here on best ball breakfast. He just randomly as an aside said, you know, the back end of round one wide receivers aren't that strong. And there was a multiple comments being like, what? And it's because we all collectively love the idea of taking wide receivers here. But when you actually look at it, and I think the reason he said that, right, is Pat, we used to have three running backs, four running backs going in the top five. And so right. you would get like peak Devonte Adams at one eight, you know, like something right. like that, or where it's like, he is by far the best wide receiver. And you're also getting him at the back end of round one. Now everything's been pushed up. Um, we are on the clock here. Jacob's does fall um lamar is here um, i think a detour for jacobs is fine i don't love these wide receivers like i don't mind just getting any one of this thought group. on jacobs and adams together i like it yeah i'm a fan of it yeah me too um it's also like again the raiders are the perfect offense and everyone did this in dfs last year too where yeah. like where you would play jacobs and adams together and like nothing else and it was like you were getting like even though they weren't they were slightly negative correlated in like 95th percentile outcomes you would still get like 35 from adams and 15 for jacobs and that would still be enough exactly yeah um i remember jam to win like just being every week it took me a while to come around to jacobs not like being uh a bum (laughs) yeah probably too long actually in my article last uh on monday that i had out i I mentioned that Jacobs has actually been pretty good in success rate and I probably had a bias against him, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I I remember that from the DFS stuff, like, you know, Jacobs and Adams. So Lamar does fall here. I do start to think a little bit like this could be an Anthony Richardson team with Vegas. You got Dak available, but I'm also still open to it. What, what do you like on the board here? I would, if you think we can get away with the second detour, Lamar here is pretty awesome. Yeah, I I think we can. And also, I've been messing around with um, even three QB builds, even if I do get one of these elite guys. So I don't think it boxes us out. It's just, I think we can get away with two detours. I mean, we're for sure, what's going to happen, Pat? We know what's going to happen, right? We're going to like two wide receivers at 58-63, and then it's going to be a major sweat of what's available at 82. Right. But Lamar is a good person to have when you're in this situation. Yeah, it is. That is a that is a good point, especially now that they've you know Bateman has gotten cheaper um, with the Liz Frank stuff. 
Um, and I will say, like, I don't take, I would never take Odell at the seven eight, but oh God. I will, you know, if we we do early tenth round Odell, you know, that's that's the time I'll tack him on. I'm not oh a fan of Odell's, God. but that's the dude, correlation, I, dude. It, at least, like, I I ha- if I'm taking. Odell Beckham, I better be getting a goddamn discount. I, I I cannot stomach reaching for Odell Beckham. Please don't wish that. Oh, I, I'm not I'm not suggesting we reach for Odell Beckham, <laughs> but if we if we take him in the early tenth, that would be well, that would be a slight reach actually. Wow, so man, I'm I'm breaking all. I've been I've been starting to pick off shares of guys. I think I got my first Nick Chubb uh, BBM share uh, the other day. Man, I will have stood for nothing if I could. I guess you capitulated to Sam Howell on ship chasing. Or no, it was last week on. It was on last week. Yeah, it was on here. All right. Yeah. Maybe I have to reach across the. I mean, I'm not. Here. I'm not a, a Beckham guy. But I mean, what that'd be like? Pick one ten. I think his ADP is like pick <laughs> like one eleven or something. It's it's right. Let's just hope it doesn't come to that. Um, <laughs> let's see here. There's someone. Uh, Rob, Pete, are we supposed to leave a comment on all of your videos? So the way this is working here, we're now seventy drafts in. I don't know how many total streams it is. Someone could go count in the playlist I've created. But on any stream where I draft a best ball mania team, that video is eligible for the comment giveaway. So when this show ends, you can leave a comment that will get you one entry into the drawing. When we hit fifteen thousand subs on this channel, we're well on our way. Just crossed. 14k the other day i will do a giveaway three winners will get 500 each so if you left a comment on every single one of my videos say i end up having 80 streams for my 150 draft you could theoretically get 80 entries in so yes that is the deal chat comments unfortunately do not count i don't have a way to track those um pat we are seeing uh, a little bit of a wide receiver avalanche here uh jsn godwin marquise brown Pittman, yeah. mike evans off the board at 53 is how you know things are getting wild this, in here. This is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we're actually, at this side of the board because I... Oh, go ahead, sir. Oh, no. I just did... Well, I am throwing out... If you do, like, first or you just write comment or something really uh, dumb or simple, I will throw that out. So you got to leave a, a legitimate comment. It doesn't have to be... It can just be anything with a modicum of creativity. Um, all right, Pat. We're about to be on the clock here at 58 i do think we can't really mess around with other positions yeah i'll tell you what while we're just like fully avalanching i would take burks mm-hmm. he's been i mean if you think the, the chances that he actually gets back aren't aren't great so that would be my yeah. vote uh i've been i've been grabbing burks you could see all of these wide receivers in this range Deontay johnson i'm almost double the field Lockett, double the field burks i had the same there too so i i've been loving these guys here and then i'm just lighter on like addison uh yeah and tony um it says i i think he's gonna move up a bit i think he's gonna move up not to this range but you know he's been sometimes in the at first, you could get him in the early seventh. Yeah. Now he's kind of more in that, like, very end of the sixth. Um, but I could see him moving up to more like the mid-sixth, even even early sixth, uh, based on the reports coming out of Tennessee that have all been very positive on his conditioning, his connection with Tannehill. Yeah. I think he's going to kind of – that. it feels like a drumbeat situation to me. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Uh, we got some wide receivers here. We like, we both like Lockett, um, but I'm also completely fine taking any of these like top five guys other than Tony. I like Lockett. Yeah, Lockett's good. He's good at football. Yep. Let's do Lockett there. It also gives us um, some other outs for quarterback stuff uh, here as well. So our team now through six rounds, uh, we've taken two detours. We started with the CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, then Josh Jacobs fell to us at the back end of round three. We uh, then grabbed Lamar Jackson in the early fourth and then just double tap two wide receivers, Traylon Burks and Tyler Lockett at the five, six turn there. So Nice build here, and now we will uh, we'll wait and see if the room wants to scoop up some running back value. This is the only, like, where I struggle, Pat, where I think about the detours. Like, I like Lamar. I also wouldn't mind the idea of, like, Joe Mixon in the sixth round, like, getting a, a share in a room like this. Oh, yeah. Before news. And again, we don't know that in advance, but that's the only thing of, like, you do— the two detours in a room like this, you do box yourself out of a falling value at another detour position. Yeah, although at least the Lamar one was also a slight falling value. 
Um, you know, to be able to pair Lamar with Josh Jacobs is not going to be a common thing. Yeah. True. Yeah. And that is that is the fun thing. You start thinking about some of those early combos. And that is one of the benefits of, you know, I like scooping value at any points of the draft, but the later you get in the draft, even the likely, even you scooping that value isn't going to result in a super unique combo where scooping value in the first three rounds, three first four rounds is a really good chance. You're going to stumble on more unique pairings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you could say like, you know what, as quarterbacks fall in drafts with casuals coming in, um, which I think is probably going to continue to happen, then maybe Lamar becomes more of a early fourth, mid fourth guy going mm-hmm. forward. But then, you know, perhaps there are then more Jacobs pairings, but Jacobs will move up if the quarterbacks continue to fall because that's that's a guy currently going after that, like Mahomes, Hurts, Allen grouping. He'll, he'll flip them. So he'll be, I think, an early third or maybe even a late second in August. For sure. Um, thank you, Tyler, for not only sending in a super chat, but encouraging the men and women of Best Ball Breakfast Nation to hit the like button. I'm good at asking to subscribe. I'm bad at remembering to ask you to hit the like button if you guys are enjoying the stream. Anthony, uh, yes, some of you guys have seen, of course, I always have the Brick Draft Caddy in here showing my exposures the week 16, week 17. A new feature that just got rolled out to the new version here is the Draft Capital Bucket. So those of you guys who read Mike Leone's manifesto, you guys saw him writing and kind of developing this concept that almost piggybacked off of what Pat was talking about last year and early this offseason about thinking about your selections as auction dollar values. And this now kind of shows you in real time how much draft capital you have spent at the position and then we do have the target buckets in here but the main thing i find this cool pad is just as kind of like a sanity check to helping break ties positionally making sure that you're not too far off of the beaten path with the yeah. way you're allocating resources is there a way to adjust the target buckets in this thing you could that's just for um you can put whatever and we can talk with with brian about it that was just based on like the most optimal for Brian, but you could even put in two there. Like we could, we could fix that as far as having more options. Cause I was, I was experimenting with that. It's pretty interesting. Um, I love, I love being able to see that the draft capital as you go. Yeah. Uh, it would be also cool if they, if he could add like how much draft capital this current pick was worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. knew like, okay, if I, if I take this, what will, what will happen? that that would be cool that i think would probably be another level of logic there um but i wonder yeah we'll we'll keep like messing what's with the it. 710 worth you know like if we if we add what are we going to do right that is another thing you could do you could probably have it overlay just based on the pick number how much that pick is mm-hmm. worth just because each mm-hmm. pick has its assigned value um right. pat both of our wide uh ravens wide receivers did go so oh, well. um oh well what about waller I, I like the Waller thing. Uh, Sanders, sure. is that a pretty big value here? I'm good with Waller or Sanders at this price. Do you have a preference? I mean, I like Waller better, but like Sanders, if you want to scoop a value, he is he is a value. I just think he's a classic dead zone back. Let's, I, I'm with you. I had 1%. I did select Sanders. I did notice JGFC. I, I didn't know if JGFC would do both Hawk and Waller, so I mm. thought maybe there was a small chance. Um, I'll tell you what. Go. You know, Waller, I like, but if he's going to go anywhere, I would prefer he go to a team with Hawk, who also has a, a week 13 buy. That feels, that feels like an okay place for Waller to land. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. Skybor going at pick 85. Cool. I am going to roll a clip after this pick, <laughs> Um I think we got to sit this out. I don't think we can chase this wide receiver. I mean, we guess we could go Thomas if you want, but um, I'd you say... Wanted- you want to do Pacheco's like, going to fall because he's going to he's missing that first half of training camp. People are going to freak out. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Do you want to go Michael Thomas? We don't have to though. We could we could ride this out and go a running back even if you want. Um. Let's just let's do uh. Sure. Let's just do Michael Thomas. All right. Um. Let's see here. Yeah. So the whole thing too. We had talked about it with the the Zay Flower. Hang on. Actually, I'm I got I'm getting ahead of myself. When Sky Moore goes at 2022 draft prices i do think it is time
the 112 sky more is supposed to be a bit and then he goes at pick 85 <laughs> to the 12 hole do you again wide receiver avalanche drafts aside could you see sky Moore getting back up to this range yes. as, a, as yes. a regular adp I, yeah i, I picked him on adp chasing i picked him two weeks ago as my riser um yeah because of this dynamic because now this dynamic usually occurs later but like once zay flowers and elijah moore go or Cortland sutton maybe it's like but you're already even those guys you're already in this range of like uh it's like you're increasingly feeling queasy yeah um right the queasiness starts around Kadarius tony and then you get increasingly queasy once you get into the cooks bateman elijah moore zay flowers you're you're definitely already queasy then Cortland sutton and michael thomas you're like fully queasy and after that you're just vomiting yeah and we need someone like we need we need people to come help us out there sky Moore is like one of the easiest candidates to that you could see actually coming up and, and help fill out that like sutton range yeah um, so i could see him landing there um i think this is a good point and i actually have heard you and jacob and davis talk about it on your guys's dynasty podcast chris says i feel like sky is less valuable in dynasty than best ball which doesn't make sense and you guys have mentioned it with some of these other kind of like boom busty players too, where it's like use the top heavy tournament where there's $3 million up top to take big upside swings where if you fail, well, you burned a $25 entry. Whereas in dynasty, some of these guys like bouncing on a sky bounce back, you could get paid off in best ball mania. But if the floor falls out in dynasty, like he's completely worthless if he does nothing this year. Exactly. This is a type of situation where I would use sustained buzz on sky entering the season is a potential a, a sell high moment for you in dynasty. get out on Scott yeah. in dynasty yeah because dynasty is basically about floor dynasty obviously ceiling matters you have to you have to hit on ceiling outcomes too but you're managing a portfolio and you're trying to stay liquid and so you want a high floor on like as many of your players as possible so that you can continue to be uh shifting your roster around so that you can like if you're able to move your roster around every single season that's going to allow you to configure a roster that's going to score points for that upcoming season if you're stuck with a group of players who no one wants you better hope those players were good picks like three years ago you know and you just happen to pick guys who score points like in, you know three years out which is unlikely so you want to be able to you want to be able to turn over your roster very easily you want people sending you trade offers in dynasty so that's why it's, yep. I think, so important to think about floor. Uh, we were talking about it in the context of DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, where dynasty value is still very high on Swift. Um, dynasty value very low on Penny. Uh, yeah, I think Prescott makes sense here. Yeah. Um, JGFC is a wild man these days, so who knows if either of these guys would take We don't that. need to go him, though. We could... Who do you like? There... The thing is, no, I don't no know one if there's really. a screamer that we we have to get here either really isn't i think it's a good it's a good time to just get Dak. yeah it's correlated um, oh no um you know so looking happen. well <laughs> is this do we i mean we pretty much have to right yeah we're gonna do it you took your Miles Sanders. This is what you, you took your Miles Sanders value, and this is what happens now. I hate it. JGFC, <laughs> take it. Take it, buddy. Take him. Don't do it. I mean, for pure. You know what, you know what just value, kills me? I just wish Odell Beckham's ADP was 112. We're, we're reaching for him by 0.6, and it just, it really <laughs> is offending my sensibility. All right. Pull the sugar. I need to pour coffee for this. I I need to take a bath. I need to take a shower. <laughs> the chat is myself. begging us not to do it. We're my doing it. Are, my hands are tied. <laughs> this team is old. This one side of the chat. I hate this so much. Oh, and I talked over the coffee pour too. I'm, this is we're we're out of, uh, we're out of sorts. I I'm letting it auto draft, so I didn't actually click Odell Beckham getting on this team. It wow. was you know I I timed out accidentally. Holy cow! Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham. God, this would be a fun team in 2016. I wish we uh, didn't take Thomas and took like 
the thing was there was no even fun running back guys there i guess it was all like the normal running back there wasn't any values it was all just yeah that that's the that's the next evolution of these it's like it's all fun and games when the wide receiver avalanche drafts like lead to extreme running back values and extreme values at other positions it starts to be truly miserable when like all the values also get scooped up and you're just truly left with an adp dead zone yeah that's the thing i do not like this iteration of the wide receiver the pissing yellow rooms where everyone everyone is also trying to get that cheap running back yeah Sanders and Jacobs. I mean, this team is like really kind of identity shattering. Yes. Um, and I, this team feels like it's destined even for an 18th round Nelson Aguilar. I mean, like, I think that's where we're, where oh, we're no. at on this team. I, I think let's go likely before we go Aguilar. <laughs> yeah. There's there a, I, well, let me just the, the dynasty point. I'll just finish real quick. Um, the swift penny thing is like one way to think through dynasty versus best ball because Penny is way cheaper in Dynasty than he is in Best Ball. Um, and Swift is much more expensive in Dynasty than he is in Best Ball. So that's, to me, if you're in Dynasty, you can use that to say, Penny seems like a really nice buy. Because they basically are one-year flyers. Yeah. And, you know, the Best Ball market is, is sort of telling you that with Swift. So you should play it like that. I was also laughing, Pat, because I, I felt so gross about Odell that I was gonna I was gonna toss out Michael Gallup just to get a second stack with Dak there. And I checked his ADP real quick and it was at 130. And I was like, you know what? Maybe everyone's finally getting back around to running backs chance. Gallup comes back to us. Sure. Let's do it. Of course, he goes four picks later. <laughs> I mean, mm. just completely off the rocker here. And the chat wants Thielen now. Get the bit is done. No, no. The, they the just want Thielen big. because he's old. Like they, they, that's it. There's no correlation here. Yeah, we don't have any. Well, oh, we, oh, Sanders. we have Sanders. No, <laughs> no. no. Um, look at this. We did this to ourselves. I knew it. I knew the Lamar pick was going to be our death knell. I don't even. Although think we're about that, like we're, I, we I are know. at six wide receivers. I will say, um, but yeah, it feels like right. in my heart, I was like, I really want Nico to fall. I want Mingo to fall. Um, because in my mind, we do only have four wide receivers. That's <laughs> yeah, how yeah. I'm playing it. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. We are positionally here. We're at a 2-2-6 build. No tight ends yet. So we got Lamar and Dak at quarterback. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders at running back. Wide receiver, Lamb, Adams, Traylon Burks, Lockett, Michael Thomas. And I, I can barely bring my lips and vocal cords to to pronounce the words Odell Beckham. Um all right, we are about to be on the clock here. Um feels like a running back pick at this yes, range. Um I was going to float Khalil Herbert the only guy I like there <laughs> at running back. Is there a tight end? You're in Kincaid. Kincaid, Chig. We could go Chig as a Titans continuation bet. Yeah, I was. I thinking would do that. that I don't well. like Jamal Williams or McKinnon. Really, we don't need McKinnon. We we have no. the early season stuff with Sanders. I feel like you don't yeah. take McKinnon and Sanders together. So. I've done the the Chig and Traylon pairing a, a little bit, which I really like. Of just, it's almost kind of like you know, if you think the box wide receivers are undervalued, and you take Godwin and Evans without the quarterback because you're like i'm not going to try to guess the quarterback situation but if this offense is surprisingly good i can benefit i feel that way with the titans too where if you take chig and burks and you don't have to worry about the quarterback and if the offense is surprisingly good you're going to capture yeah. all of the passing game through those two guys yeah it's kind of cool right because it's like you could they could almost be like a seahawks from last year where it's like or a, a dolphins where it's like flowing through two guys Obviously, you're not going to get like the same level of passing volume, but one has tight end eligibility, so it's pretty right. Nice. Um, um, I was just going to say, I, you know, it is rich, but oh, I don't yeah. mind Jalen Warren. Is that Warren? Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm and the chat was screaming for Warren. I was like, shut up, chat. <laughs> we're, we're, we're seeing if he comes back around. We did get Jalen Warren at ADP, which feels like some sort of miracle. Um. I do like the Warren stuff, um, specifically with uh, Tyler Lockett here. <laughs> the, chat, the chat is roasting us. Bullock says you should definitely request twelve fifty for me for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Slant Boy and OBJ. This is uh <laughs> didn't we save it with Warren? Come on. And we got Chick, uh, second year player. How many who are the other who are the other fan favorites you have to select? You know, we're we're like the band that goes oh. out and we don't play any of the hits. We're playing like these songs we just wrote on the tour bus that we want to workshop, and now we need to win them over. <laughs> with some classics late who I don't even know who the fan favorites Honestly, are anymore. I don't know what's happening. It's like, you know what it really is? It's like, we've been, it's like everyone loves our new album, but instead we're playing like our, our like experimental old album that everyone's sick of, you know, cause we're taking these, like, you know, it's like, please give us something fresh. I just, I think what's, what hurts so much. And, you know, I, I do like to balance the idea of trying to draft a good team and, uh, you know, juggling a good bit. Like last year, my David Montgomery 0% bit felt so good. And now it's gone. Every time I'm going to look at the, the brick draft caddy, it's going to say Odell Beckham 0.09% exposure. And I'm going to feel yeah. like a fraud, Pat. You so and <sighs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, wow. I had uh, some cold brew. I had a little backup second thing of cold brew. Yeah. Uh, filtering. So I just threw it in. Threw it in <laughs> this is the Nickelback of team. Uh, you know, I, I went and looked. I have I have that on Dalvin Cook right now. I haven't drafted him once. Dalvin? Dalvin. Yeah. I think I have one share. I'm at 1.5%. Yeah. I think I took him like once or twice. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it's not looking good. Did you, did you see the report that... I mean, we all knew that there was mutual interest between the Dolphins and Cook. Um, and then apparently they made an offer. And it was like some low-ball okay. offer. And he's like, yeah, I'm not playing for that. Which is kind of what we assumed, right? Like the Dolphins aren't going to overpay. They're not giving him $5 million to come be like the third best back on their team. Like they're not doing that. I don't think people... So I have an article coming out tomorrow morning. Uh, this part two of the success rate article that I've been working on. And I don't know that people realize just like how horrendous his numbers have been um he ranks uh it's not it's not just rushing but he was last in success rate last year behind ezekiel elliott um his rush yards over expected have cratered he over the last two seasons ranks rb 44 of 45 Mm. in espn's receiver ratings so his his receiving uh, efficiency has also tanked. Elliot, by the way, ranks worst there too. So um, he he's like kind of flashing all of the dust signals right now. The fact that the NFL is like completely unwilling to pay him anything, you know, of value is another. The fact that the Vikings like were like we're definitely cutting him, <laughs> like it's not even a question, you know. Uh, it's just. I think he's probably done. He's entering his age 28 season running backs who flash like the, all of kind of the decline signals that he's flashing and then get cut. Usually don't do much the following year, even if they do land somewhere. The, and two, it's just like, Dalvin cook is going to have to capitulate on his price more than a team is going to panic and be like, we need to pay you that number. Like there just is now too much of a track record of these guys promoting people from the practice squad, going in-house and getting very similar. It's like, there's a Zonovan Knight on your practice squad. You don't need to pay Dalvin Cook. The Broncos apparently like, it's like Jaleel McLaughlin, I think. They they have some UDFA that they're starting to fall in love with. That's a running back. Mm -hmm. Um as a, as a depth guy, as a reason not to pay a veteran. So mm-hmm. to that point, I mean, there's always those guys who emerge. Um, I don't mind like Singletary if we want to do like a little bring back on the yeah. Tennessee stuff. I take a lot of Singletary. Yeah. Um, he He's he's one of those guys that, again, doesn't feel like a super fun click, but I mix him in um, a decent amount. I think I'm slightly overweight on the field there on Singletary. I mean... Who do you think anyone is challenging in that backfield beyond like Pearson Singletary? Like, is there a third guy that you think could could muddy it up? Not really. I mean, it's Dario Gumbawale is there, I think. And uh, I don't know. Burkhead's not there anymore, right? So it's like a Gumbawale to me is like a perfect running back three where you just don't have to worry. Because he, he does right. nothing well. He's been used as a... Um, 
as kind of a pass blocking guy, but he's not all that good at pass blocking. So there's no reason he's not going to like push his way onto the field and he plays special teams. So, you know, he's probably active as well, which is good because he's not very good at football. I'm throwing Jerome Ford in the queue. If you like any of these wide receivers, that could be interesting. If you want to reach for a second tight end. I like anything. Ford. Yeah, yeah, me too. What, I love these clear these clear cut backups right now. Yep. And we are probably easy. We're probably done at running back now. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Jalen Warren, Singletary, Ford. I think those three rounded out that that Jacob Sanders room pretty nicely. I love it. Um, and yeah, so Lamar and Dak, we don't have, we have a skinny stack with, uh, with, uh, Lamar and Dak and no bring backs. The, the correlation is just getting beaten out of us in this room. Well, it depends how, how weird you want to get at tight end, but we could, we could do some bring backs. Yeah. I'm down to get a, I'm down to get weird at this point. I think it's, what's the expression? You just got to lean into the skid, turn into the skid here at this point. Um, Brock Purdy going at pick 163. Where do you think his ADP settles? Cause I think everyone agrees it's going up. I picked him as my ADP riser this week on ADP chasing. I think we've done him before, but Sam hadn't written it down. So I got a free. free <laughs> I was going to say, I remembered him being floated real early on. I think Sam only writes down like 80% of them. <laughs> so there's probably some amazing ones that like, you're going to, if you want it, you're going to have to go like find yourself saying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I said, you know, when I'm at the, the 13, 14 turn, uh, I'll sometimes just take Purdy. Because, yeah. like in that, in you know, the 1401, 1402 type of range, because he did have like a 180 ADP, and you could you could bank on him to come all the way back around, but that's now becoming much more dicey. And I get to a point where I'm like, Purdy or Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love, like, if Purdy's the starter all season, I want him over those guys anyway. It doesn't really feel like a true reach. He's going to settle there. Like I'm just ahead of the current market, but his closing in terms of closing line value, like if it's Purdy or Derek Carr, who do you want? Right. Do you want right. you want Purdy probably, right? Yeah. And the reason Brock is also going to continue to move up, or to your point of like you feeling like the need to take him at the 13, 14 turn, knowing he might not come back, is it's kind of similar to maybe like Geno stacks where you have four drafters theoretically who are interested in Brock Purdy, CMC, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. So even sometimes if I have like the, I'll get like the Debo Kittle um, and you'll be like, all right, Brock Purdy, I should have the market corner. It's like, no, the CMC drafter will draft him. The Ayuk drafter will draft him. Someone who has Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson will draft him. Like, you're never safe with Brock Purdy. People like him. If you have if you have Dotson and McLaurin and Eliza Mitchell, I'm willing to take Purdy there. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I just feel better about him holding the job than I do about Howell. Um, you know, but uh, you know, we don't have to get in Howell. But there's lots of ways that you can get Mitchell sniped from or um, Purdy sniped from you. So yeah, and the other thing is that Samuel and Kittle often are on the back half of the board, and you can get them together. So. Yeah, I just think he's going to end up being like a late 13th rounder in the end of it. Um, all right, we're about to pick here at pick 178 in the back end of the 15th round here. Depending on what Mario does, I certainly do not hate adding Taysom Hill here as our tight end too. That feels pretty awesome. At 177. I can't, I've yeah. turned into a Taysom guy. At, he's falling here. I feel like this is for sure a three tight end build. And I, I love Taysom in those three tight end builds. Yeah. So what are we looking at buckets wise right now? Yeah. So we are in bucket one um, for quarterback, which makes sense with the Lamar and Dak picks. Running back, we are in bucket five, uh, which is good. Wide receiver, we are currently in bucket one, which is good. In tight end right now, we're in the lowest bucket and we'll be tacking on one. So I feel like bucket wise, we're good. It's just, you can't look at the names. You just have to look at the numerical value of their ADP slot. Yeah, structurally, we're good. (laughs) Structurally, Uh, these streamers don't have player takes. Yeah, I don't want player (laughs) takes for this team. So we're gonna go uh, two, five, eight, three here. So we should take a wide receiver unless it's a tight end. Yeah, or 
I mean, I really, I mean, if we want to do something with Renfro, I also don't mind like Mikko Hardman coming back on Jerome Ford, or if you want to lock up a tight end that you like here. I, I have been drafting Renfro because if he gets traded, yeah, you could you could have that out. Um, I like getting him a little later than this, but this he feels fine. It's like, like a we probably need to like since our wide receivers kind of suck, they sneaky suck. I like they sure do. I like Getting taking another here. guy who's like a like if Renfro were to get traded somewhere good, he's like a twelfth round value or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't mind it here, and I do think we do kind of have like a luxury pick structurally where if we did have like a really clean third quarterback that we thought was like a really nice stack or something but on this team uh, it just so clearly feels like we just got to spray and pray at another wide receiver slot maybe get funky yeah um i'm trying to see if there's so we do have some like good um other just team level correlations in here so we have the big bet on las vegas with adams jacobs and renfro we got the bet on the titans with chig and Traylon burks we have the bet on the saints with Taysom hill and michael thomas we got locket correlated with jalen warren um so we've we've done a decent job here houston singletary bring back there We've done a decent job getting correlations and it's just not the uh the super clean ones. Yeah, it hasn't been an easy draft as far as the correlations go. That yes. that tends to happen when uh Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers go in the early seventh round. That <laughs> makes it a little tougher. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think you know the moral of this story is you probably we probably just reach uh, for a wide receiver instead of Lamar, and then you I don't, scoop I the like having Lamar, man. I, I like having him. Lamar when he's with one of his good players, and we got his sixth best player. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good, the, that's a the, good the nice thing is about Lamar is, I mean, the way we need this to work, Pat, is we get one week from Odell Beckham in the fantasy playoffs, and we get one week where Lamar Jackson rushes for 100 yards and two TDs. That's that's the story we need. Yeah. Also, like, you know, if he throws some touchdowns to Bateman or whatever, um, we're good. We just need the Titans to be fucking awesome and throwing a lot. Uh, awesome for fantasy, not awesome for real life. Because uh, yeah. if they're awesome for real life, they'll, they won't be throwing. But, hmm. yeah, we just need the Titans. Because, like, we're not – no one's drafting Tannehill anyway. So we have that free, like, you know, the Titans are kind of the guys you need thing. And then we have Lamar. Lamar's going to cover the, you know – 20% of teams that Dan Hill's drafted on. That's right. Maybe the answer to the Ravens wide receiver room was none of them except Odell Beckham. Uh, what do you think about likely here though, to get that second stack? Uh, I don't, I don't, I'd rather go Ferguson or grab a wide receiver and then uh, bring it back with Durham Smythe. Well, I, I let's, let's go. Let, what if we went four tight ends in this build? All right. Do you want, which one do you want first? Ferguson, likely Smythe, Let's go Ferguson. Okay. I'm surprised I'm surprised you like Ferguson over over likely for this build. Well, I just figure we only have Dak singled and he runs less. Yeah. Right? So it's like Yeah, but we also only have yeah, Lamar singled. Um I think I would prefer I think I would prefer likely to Smythe as the, the bring back though if we go for four tight ends. Okay. But do you let's just check the wide receiver. I do think I prefer likely over these wide receiver options. I like Woods generally, but I this team doesn't need Woods. We've we've drafted Woods like eight times already. Yeah. I think this is just the draft where I capitulate to everything to Taysom Hill, to Odell Beckham, to Michael Thomas, to four tight ends, to Miles Sanders. I I, I completely lost my personal brand in this draft pat thank you for that well if you really want to lose your personal brand let's draft durham Smythe, who's actually a starter and not isaiah likely as a backup come on pat we got we have to draft likely with lamar here over it's Smythe. a bring back it's a bring back i know i i the the, the correlation between tight Pete, end and his... open your third eye no the ravens are running all over the the dolphins lamar's run for three touchdowns 
Tua just sadly dumping off to who? Durham Smythe over the middle. Three yards, two yards, five yards, three yards, one yard. Durham Smythe racking up those fantasy points. I'm just, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you have this. And this is going, th- this is all on your hands. I wash, I wash my hands of this draft. I want nothing to do with it except a 50% equity share if it does happen to do well. <laughs> but as of right now, I want nothing. Wait. Oh my God. The positional limits. <laughs> Who did we get? You took Ezekiel Elliott, dude? No. dude what is I your did- deal? Are you kidding me? It. You let us I get Zeke when we needed a I tight end? I did. What is that to bring back on? Oh, dude, actually, hang on. Wait. If he re-signs with Dallas, that might actually be a good pick. We got, we got the running back on Dallas. I talked myself into it. Oh, God. Wow. This is what happened right here, folks. Let this be a lesson to you. Your positional limits were set at three. I haven't done the Dan Zach approved. Whew. I do do this. This wins. This this is the worst draft I've done. This is the worst. Well. And I still even haven't gotten to this super chat here. Thank God for Mark Wolf free rolling this entry for me. Never get the morning off and glad to draft with you and Pat. Let me get this morning's draft. Sauce me in the two position. I am so glad to have someone else's roster to sauce, Pat, because when we get back to saucing, I mean, I'm just going to be jealous. I don't know. We've never done, we've never done a saucing where it's like, I wish I had your team. Let's see what it, all right. We got Mark here out of the two hole, Jamar Chase, Barkley, Mahomes, ETN, Godwin, Joe Mixon, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, Evan Ingram, Romeo Dobbs, Nico Collins, now starting to get his Chiefs guys. Coming off, I can't like see anything. Yeah, sorry. I- I'm going to go, when this draft finishes, I'll go to the other one here too. MBS McKinnon, Adam Thielen, Bryce Young, Jawan Johnson, Chase Brown. He's still finishing this up. So he did go a three quarterback, or no, sorry, just a two quarterback build with, uh, with Mahomes and Bryce Young. I like that. Do you, and then he's going cheap with the the stacks with Mahomes. He went with yep. MBS and uh He got caught out by the Avalanche. Right? He got caught he up. Go, he go got up. some is individual it, ones. His wide receivers are who's the his early wide receivers? He got Chase. Chase and, and then, then Godwin Cooks, Boyd, Dobbs, Nico. Yeah, I don't think Boyd is your wide receiver three with um Cooks as your wide receiver. Or sorry, board is your wide receiver four with Cooks as your wide receiver three is is tough. But that's the that's the nature of these rooms. Um, so let me just look at this final here, Mark. So yeah, two five eight three. Uh I like your your running back room looks solid there. Mixon at 71 is a nice pick. I do think you recovered at wide receiver like Boyd, Dobbs, Nico. Um, someone had to fall on the Adam Thielen grenade. Yeah, you did it well. That's a shitload of week seven buys. <laughs> Look at that. Did you just turn into a bye week, bro, on Mark? Well, I'm, just, I'm just seeing the number seven <laughs> in, my sleep, in my sleep now after uh, our Dalmatian disaster. Oh, Pete, we yeah. need to. That's two drafts in a row for us of, uh, of disaster. One, one in my hands and one of yours, my friend. Yeah, we got Nick, uh, my producer, mentioning here in the private chat that feeding the ducks in the first draft did this. I do wonder if just the karmic, you know, blowback to moving feed the ducks from the second stream to the first stream really threw off the feng shui of our drafting. Yeah, I think what happened is I was trying to recapture being a man of the people, and then I drafted like a casual. I just, I mean, let's let's I, do I a took final. Beckham. I took Michael Thomas. We took I, Zeke. I tr- I mean, this is truly like, what is this, like a John Daigle team? This this team looks like <laughs> I got a challenge, a mission love, to draft David. like David Kitchen. That's what this team looks like. Um, auto timeouts, poor correlation, dusty players. Yeah, I'm going to read this team, and I'm gonna about to vomit in my mouth as I do so. Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott at quarterback. Our running backs, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Jalen Warren, Devin Singletary, Jerome Ford, Ezekiel Elliott. Wide receivers. CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Traylon Burks, Tyler Lockett, Michael Thomas, Otto Beckham, Hunter Renfro. 
and our tight ends, Chig, Aconquo, Taysom Hill, Jake Ferguson. I mean, if you want to know about the state of the draft rooms on underdogfantasy.com, let you know that I am upset that I didn't get Durham Smythe as a fourth tight end because I accidentally selected Ezekiel Elliott instead. That's what this has come to, Pat. What what has happened to us? I kind of don't mind the Zeke pick. I know you don't. You and your little closing line value. <laughs> I don't mind it. We get we get the ADP value, okay? We got the Jake Ferguson. Uh, if you're going to go three tight end with this room, I actually think he's kind of an ideal pick because like he he could like have a legit ceiling as this is the ceiling for the cowboy he's either a wasted pick or like boom so i don't i don't hate it i don't hate getting zeke with the 18th round pick yeah i god i just it'd be nice to you know get players on your team that you tried to select you know it's just that was such a, a punch in the face because i had just capitulated on um sorry i'm trying to get the wastebasket emoji to populate on my underdog naming um i had just came on board there we go there we go <laughs> this is don't this let is sean team see seven. this team so out. i know sean just i know I, don't I have i am too embarrassed for sean yeah, to see that sean team. can't see this just say it we is. didn't draft today we just hung yeah. out listened to some tunes sean, sean will not that see that um all right, Pat, I got a few more super chats coming in here. The gang drafts the worst team and it breaks Pete. That does feel like an appropriate <laughs> name. The best people you know draft the worst team ever. Thank you for that, Kevin. And this deserves playing the Zeke clip. The no. Zeke clip is luckily only in the ship chasing uh, Hopper. I, I can't bring myself to play that. Um, you actually Pat, you kind of have to, I think. I I hope you... I hope you plan to go take a, another shower because after the draft was shot, I'm going to take a long shower to rinse myself off of what we just did here. I think I might uh, take Cody's advice and, and go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you do have over on Legendary Upside, though, uh, a new post this week about running back uh, success stars. Anything else that people should be uh, checking out over at Legendary Upside? Yeah, so I wrote an article about um, NFL Next Gen success rate and looking at that in in, torn, in terms of sort of saying these guys are really consistent. Is there any correlation between uh, that consistency and they're following goal line? They're following your goal line workloads and there is not like huge, but there is a little bit. And so kind of use that as a jump jumping off point to talk about some of the guys who crushed in that metric and their potential outlooks for the season, you know, using some other metrics as well, like the receiving ability, just kind of talking through the running backs briefly. So um, I did that. That came out Monday. Um, a big portion of that article is free if you want to go read that. Uh, and then tomorrow morning, I have the second part of that coming out where I look at the guys who were quite poor in that metric. There's some interesting names in there, guys that we are excited about, young guys, a couple second-year backs, also some dusty-ass vets, one of which is on our team, Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I went through that, and then I'm going to be working on a part three for next week, looking at some of the guys who – we're either good or bad, but with very small samples. And so you got to, you got to tease it out a little bit more, decide how much we want to care about, you know, rushing metrics on small samples. Awesome. Check it out. Get your email submitted over at legendary upside. So you get those free posts, poke around and then get subbed up. You can get Pat's rankings as well that upload to either underdog and DraftKings, And then be sure to check us out tonight on ship chasing. We're going to have uh, our friend over at NBC Sports Edge, Pat Doherty, joining us. We're going to do a best ball mania draft with him tonight. And uh, I have a feeling he is not ready for the wide receiver avalanche. He, Pat's a guy who doesn't mind taking Najee Harris in like the middle of the third. Is that correct? Yeah, Pat was pounding the table for like Cam Akers in the fourth round last year, I believe. So okay. uh, he's going to be and I've they've done a couple drafts. Um Pat was was on the sticks uh, for the first one of those, and I think Denny was on uh, for the second. But he's already kind of like, "What's up with these rooms?" And when he gets in a piss boy room, I, I truly think it's going to blow his mind. It's going to be very fun. There you go, guys. This it's fun too because he. I don't think he knows what he's walking into. So uh, come hop in our draft tonight, nine fifteen p.m. over on the Ship Chasing channel. Uh, Pat myself maybe uh gretch i think gretch might have um plans tonight but pat doherty from nbc sports edge will be joining us pat appreciate you as always joining me i don't appreciate it when you make me draft odell beckham and you know everyone <laughs> I'm so else sorry dude I'm so, i didn't want to either it's just you know they sniped this on everyone else 
It happens. Um, all right. Up next, another best ball mania draft, a palate cleanser with Roto visit Sean Siegel. Pat, we'll catch you next time. Later. Later.